you are in the perfect place at the divine time to be touched by a horse. Here's your hosts, Melissa Pierce and Dane Cheek. Well, hi, everybody. It's Melissa. And this is Dane. And we're happy to be back with you together. Yeah. I've been doing a lot of interviews I know with you have. our grads. They're great. They're coming up soon. I hope everybody catches them. They're brilliant. We'll talk a little bit more about that. But today, as we're recording this podcast, we're looking out our window from our dining table to Glorietta Bay in Coronado. It's just beautiful. It's glorious. Glorious. Gl- glorious Glorietta Bay. Yeah. Say that three times. Yeah. That's good. That's <laughs> good. That's <laughs> good. Well, we made it out here. We we left our home after packing it all up for the floor to be repaired and the bedroom remodeled and the bathroom remodeled and all that nonsense is going on. I guess all the tear out is done on the bathroom and the floor has been ripped up and it's drying underneath from the leak. And now Monday, they'll put the new boards down and then start sanding everywhere and putting the new coat color on. Pretty cool. Yeah, I uh, hope it's complete by the time we get home. (laughs) Well, there's that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We were pretty clever leaving while all that's going on. Thank you to Gabe and Amanda who live on the ranch so we know everything's secure and protected. And, of course, Cheryl and Samantha work in the office all week. So we're not abandoning the ranch, but we're just cutting out ourselves. So we, we got this figured out, this life of ours, pretty well figured out. So our dogs rode for two days in the truck. Are those the best traveling dogs you've ever seen in your lifetime? Yeah, and they just, they never want to stop to use the bathroom either. (laughs) (laughs) They just snuggle in. They know that, they know the drill. They know it's two seven and a half hour days to get here. And they just snuggle in so tight. I will say that Telly does hog the back area from poor Hanyol. Yeah, I haven't looked back there. I just, it's I not believe good. you. It's not good. He, yeah. he like spreads out on the whole thing and leaves her a little space. And Well, she gets him back in other ways. Eventually. <laughs> yeah, I'm on her side. She does. Yeah. She does get him back. But they ride this whole way and then they get here and it's really different for them because they have to be on a leash the whole time. But um, I think they really like it. The weather's beautiful and they get to walk down and see the beach and see all the people. And so I think they like it. I hope so. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. I I know. I like it for sure. Um, We met a dog the other night. You and I were walking home from dinner. We we live across from what's called the boathouse. And we went to the boathouse and had mm, clam chowder and shrimp and just all kinds of good stuff. And we were walking back and I said, well, let's go down to the beach and see if we can find a place to sit and watch the sunset. So we walked on down, you found a little bench and we're sitting on this bench and along comes this man, elderly, and he has a basset, right? Was that a little basset hound? Yeah. Was named ca- Riley. Riley. It was yeah. kind of a little red roney basset hound. I thought they were all the same colors, so I didn't know much about the breed, but little roney basset hound named Riley. Well, he walks up to us. We're sitting on this beach, and the man says, you're sitting on Riley's bench. And so we both look at this guy, said, pardon? He goes, that's Riley's bench. And I said, oh, being me, I said, hop on, Riley, come sit with us. So the dog jumps up next to me. And the next thing I know, I'm rubbing his tummy and I'm talking to Riley. And this man sat down and he was charming. And uh, Dane moved to my left side and the man and the dog are to my right side. And we sat there for about 45 minutes with me um, asking him all kinds of questions. We found 
out that he has had Riley since Riley was a pup and that Riley is actually trained as a service dog to help him because he's had a stroke before to help him if he was starting to have a stroke he said your face kind of goes numb and you're sort of out of it and the dog's trained to start licking his face really fast to get on his chest and lick his face really fast to keep him aware of what's happening plus he tells him when his medications are due and just all kinds of stuff just this this goofy cute little basset hound and it was so fun petting him and getting to know him and then I don't know what the guy thought because when he got up to go he's pulling on his leash going come on Riley come on Riley Riley's like Riley wanted to stay (laughs) Riley said I like this lady she gets me I want to stay with her yeah so I said Riley you got to go bud you got to go you're a service dog got to go to work he's like okay but obviously clearly loved his his own that's what he gets for trying to hit on my wife Oh, I don't think he was hitting on me at 90 years old or whatever. His girlfriend's, what, 103, he said? Lives in our building. She's 103. It's a real young area we live in over yeah. here. <laughs> That's what we're, what's for. So I've been looking at this t-shirt online that says, it's weird hanging out with old people and realizing you're the same age. So I, I relate to that. So it's pretty fun. So that was fun to have that time with Riley and to see the beautiful waves. When we got there, the waves were tiny. And then as we sat there for that hour, they got larger and larger and larger as the sea is always changing. And this is a gorgeous Navy town and so patriotic when we're here as far as hearing all the incredible things that the United States Navy are doing. And they're doing a lot with NASA right now. So that's been on the news a lot, how they're doing some co-creative work with NASA here in the San Diego area. It's very cool. Very cool to see. Yeah, I think they're somewhat rehearsing a landing of one of the spacecraft in the water in like a recovery stage. I thought you were the details guy. What's the name of the craft? I don't know. It looked like the Apollo. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you paid attention to the details. I was covering for us. But it is really cool to see it. And there's just a lot going on around here. So that's fun. We made a mistake yesterday, but we had fun doing it. So we went and tried a different casino. Yeah. And of course, I'm not very good at gambling. No, you're not. (laughs) And I am. And I wasn't good yesterday. It is a beautiful casino called the Pachanga. And it's really pretty and it's smoke free and all of that good stuff. So it was actually really fun. It was not our lucky, lucky day, but it was a lot of fun and and it was really good to do. So we kind of go through that. Yeah. So you know what came up a lot in my interviews is what I wanted to sort of speak about in this podcast. I'm interviewing nine of our certified practitioners And if you're interested in finding one of them, you can go to touchbyhorse.com. And at the top is a button that says, find a practitioner. So what I love to do is interview them because I believe that this work is so effective and so strong that it is less important whether the practitioner lives geographically near you or not. It's more important that you find one that really fits who you are, is authentic to you, that you can hear their voice and say, that's my person, and then travel to where they are. They all work in incredibly fun places. So I interviewed this morning, it'll be coming up soon, Hertha Lund, who just finished her book, 
which is Alchemy of Resilience. She has a powerful story of her life. And she lives in Montana and has a retreat center there where you go and stay for a number of days. She runs uh, groups and retreats and all kinds of things out of that in Montana. I also interviewed Annie Young from Sabona Ranch in Littleton, Colorado. And Annie does work both on her private home in Littleton, as well as up on the ranch in the mountains, building this incredible showplace of a place up there and specialize in working with parents. And then just a fascinating interview with Mary Aravelo from Chicago. She's been a teacher in the inner city impoverished areas of Chicago for years and presently holds an administrative job there teaching or I would say inspiring teachers of the inner city kids, especially special ed kids, to stay engaged, to not give up hope, and to really stay fresh, as kids and teachers are fresh in September. But if you're in a tough district, uh, she described the bathrooms having roaches and rats and just really a very poor school in a poor area with an incredible staff, such as her. She's educated out of Columbia University and just a powerhouse of a person. So wonderful, wonderful people that I interviewed this morning. So along the way, each of them are running groups. And I wanted to spend just a couple minutes today talking about what does that mean to belong or to attend group? And really group therapy started with Gestalt. It came out of Gestalt and the process of Gestalt leans into a group experience quite well. The way that I teach my practitioners to do group, it becomes a very confidential, sacred, and safe place for the person to go, usually each week for about three hours. So let's say six o'clock Wednesday nights, from six to nine every Wednesday night. My experience with my own groups that I did for years and years and years and years before teaching this work is that people began to feel like that group was a second family, began to feel that they would do anything all week, but not miss group. They never wanted to miss group. Group was important for them. For some people who join the group, it's the only time all week in which they feel that it's all about them, that they're heard, that they're seen, that they're understood, that they can be authentically real and who they are and learn more about themselves. And the focus is for them, you know, to do that, that beautiful work and to learn more about themselves and about this sort of secondary group family, which really benefits them in their real world family. Happy mama makes happy family and happy wife, happy life and all those different kinds of things. And groups are for men and for women, by the way. Touched by a Horse offers three comprehensive programs giving you the ability to have the career you've always dreamed about, working in partnership with the magic of horses. Our equine facilitator program provides you with the skills to build a thriving business hosting group experiences with horses. 
Our Equine Gestaltis program prepares you to open your own private Gestalt practice in partnership with horses. And our Master Equine Gestaltis program builds your Gestalt skills both in and outside the round pen. All of our programs include in-depth live classes, business growth training, and a supportive community of herd members to collaborate with and learn from. Visit our website at touchedbyahorse.com to learn more about which program is right for you and your healing herd. I know some of the hesitancy that I remember some clients having because they couldn't imagine themselves being in a group of people, let's say 10 people total, being in a group of 10 people and disclosing, discovering, exposing private parts of their beingness of their life, speaking about things that they normally keep hidden or keep much more private to themselves. So I wanted to say a little bit about what it's really like, because that's what you imagine that it's like, that you might feel uh, vulnerable, raw and exposed, but the opposite is what happens in that when one person in a group is working with me after we've all sort of checked in and said hello and shared a little bit, then the gestalt work begins. And when that person is working with me, I have had hundreds of clients tell me over the life of my career, it's so funny because when you were working with me, I forgot anyone else was even in the room. And that's because of a gestalt concept called contact. And it's because the practitioner, in the example I'm giving myself, is so at home inside themselves, so in that present moment, and so attached and connected to the client who's also all about the focus back to me in that example, that the world does drop away, that people are able to relax and really focus on what's happening in the Gestalt process. Now, Gestalt also in a group uses these experiences or experiments as part of the work. And so I might do a person's, what we call their sculpture of their family, in which other people in the circle are stand-in avatars for the family members of the client's family. I might do constellation work where they're holding the space of the different people. I might do empowerment work where someone in the group is standing in as the family member that my group person is going to be addressing in role play. So there's thousands of different ways in which all the group members end up participating in dream work, in sculpture work, all these different things. And along the way, as they're participating or witnessing for their fellow group member, this incredible experience happens that I call borrowed benefit. So client A is sitting across from me and he begins speaking about something uh, struggling, let's say, with his teenage child that he's parenting, that he's concerned about because he's living, the child's living with a divorced family, bopping between dad and mom, and maybe social media is really what he's very highly involved in. And the father's got a lot of concern for his son. While this father is working on what's happening with his son and his concern about his son and all that he's saying, and we're creating the experience for him to do what we call completing the gestalt, other members of the group are witnessing the work. And in addition to that, 
they're realizing that something that he is saying or experiencing is also true about themselves or gives them a new insight into what they are saying or ends up being in some way helpful to every group member sitting there. So we call it borrowed benefit and it's powerful, very powerful. There's also something about really saving and holding space for another individual who's in pain or is looking at their life or their stuff and being able to know that you're sitting energetically holding space and supporting that person as they look at what's happening in their life. We set really honest confidentiality. What happens in group stays in group and everyone forms this very safe and sacred circle to look at everything that's going on with themselves and in their life. Whether it's something current, maybe they had a bad day at work the day before, or it's something over kind of a a meta approach of their child and what's happening with their kid in their life and their concerns in their parenting. So I I find group process to be fascinating, uh, supportive, really bonding. People make lifelong friends in groups and and certainly non-judgmental. It just becomes the safest place to be heard every week of your life. So I thought it would be good to kind of speak to that. Almost all of my practitioners have groups and most of the groups meet every week. And occasionally the practitioner has a limited time span. Like they'll say, this group is for nine weeks. I encourage them not to do that, however, because the groups that I ran were not time-centric. So you simply became a member of the group and you kept going as long as it was of benefit and interest to you. So people came for years and really developed over time in self-awareness and everything that they were doing to enhance their life and become even more. So I'm a big believer in group and, and just love the process of it all the way through. Standing in gratitude right now, do you and I, do you know, Dane, what you and I are going to be doing next Friday? I don't. You don't. <laughs> you just sort of follow me around, yeah, don't where you? We, where, where are we going? You're my third puppy. Yeah. I love you. You're my third puppy. Well, we are meeting Kevin and Paula for breakfast in San Diego because they're flying in with a friend of theirs from Houston. And they're headed, I think, to Palm Springs. That's our traveling kids. They do a lot. So we're having breakfast with them somewhere in San Diego. Kevin's choosing the place, so it'll be expensive. And we won't understand what any of the ingredients are of anything on the menu. Right. That's And, and, And hopefully it's good. No, it'll be good. It'll be good. But you know, he's a foodie. So he finds these places that we can't pronounce the name of the restaurant or anything on the menu. And when we order, we cross our fingers. Sometimes he'll have us ordering like chicken eyeballs or something. (laughs) Maybe not that bad. Chicken eyeballs and fish ribs. We haven't done those. (laughs) Haven't done those yet. So, but lots of new ingredients and we try new things. So it's good because we love them and we love seeing them and hearing about, I don't even know why they're going to be in Palm Springs, but I'm sure it's for fun and relaxation. So they're doing, doing well. Desert in the summer. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, they Sounds pro- like a great time. <laughs> they got a good price probably going to Palm Springs in August when it's 120 degrees. Good luck on them. Meanwhile, we will come back across to the island, which is averaging about 72. So we'll wave goodbye to them, give them hugs. But I'm, I'm really grateful we're going to be seeing them for sure. And coming up some point, we're going to a Padres game too. So yeah, think, we'll, we'll fill yeah. everybody in on that when we do. I think that's the 16th. So doing all of that well thank you all for tuning in we really appreciate our listeners a lot if you have a topic suggestion a question for me or something that you would like to say my email is m e l i s a at touched by a we have a lot of fun stuff on our website if you take time to cruise around and see our gypsies see the tour of everything and see what we're doing and we have lots of new fun stuff in our store as well i call it equinalia so gifts for horse people a gift for yourself whatever it might be one thing that is in the store are our anthology books if you're curious about the work and a more detailed process any of our anthology books are written by our certified practitioners and their deep powerful stories about their horses and their clients and themselves so hopefully you'll order an anthology and and do some reading up on us as well well we want to thank hope through horses for helping us you know sponsor this podcast thank you for doing this with me baby yeah it's been fun I think you were in watching sports, weren't you? I was. And I said, actually, I was watching uh, horse racing from Saratoga Springs. (gasps) Well, now I want to hang up the podcast and go watch (laughs) horse racing. Okay. (laughs) Thanks, y'all, very much. And thanks, Jazz, for being a great producer of our podcast. We do appreciate you. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Touched by a Horse podcast. If you'd like more information about anything we've talked about on the show today or our certification program, please visit our website at touchedbyahorse.com. That's touchedbyahorse.com. Or contact our office by phone at 303-440-7125. Also, be sure to keep up with us on social media. We're at Touched by a Horse on both Facebook and Instagram. See you around the barn and on the next episode.